0: Welcome to the Salted Podcast, where we are translating and transforming our view of politics, pop culture, and personal preference. In this episode, we discuss Jolly Old Saint Nick. How do we as Christians embrace or reject the notion of Santa Claus as we celebrate the Christmas season? Let's get salty what is up everybody welcome to the latest episode of the salted podcast my name is yon this is dan and this episode we are discussing possibly the most divisive topic in all of christendom let's start by saying if you have children
1: who are in the room listening with you hide them
0: yes or if you still believe that someone breaks and enters into your home on Christmas Eve and delivers presents, you may also want to... (laughs) This is a trigger warning for you. Trigger warning. As we will be discussing whether or not you should continue to lie to your children and extended family about Santa Claus. Or embrace the truth and the hero of Christmas.
1: That was a very sarcastic start. I mean, we've done sarcasm before, but...
0: Yeah. Boom. I mean, sorry everybody. But we are going to talk about Santa Claus, we're talking about St. Nicholas, we're talking about how that individual merged into Santa Claus, and whether or not we should, or the wisdom of embracing the Santa Claus Claus narrative with our kids and other people's kids uh, around the Christmas season. Fantasy. Yes. And, at the end, our personal preferences, we'll talk about what, they're not genres, but what... Categories? Category, yes. Category of Christmas holiday entertainment is best. We're going to talk about whether you're a classic Christmas lover, maybe a Christmas special lover, or you prioritize the more modern Christmas tales. So we will give you the answer to that conundrum coming up at the end of the episode. But for now, we're going to talk about Santa Claus. And specifically, we're going to talk about how Santa Claus came about and how Saint Nicholas turned into Santa Claus and how we embrace the idea of Santa Claus as Jesus followers with hey, our families.
1: Hey you know what I'm wondering, did you just give away some of the um some of the
0: twist in the plot about, oh, about It's called foreshadowing It's not yeah, giving yeah, away yeah, yeah, that's yeah, true.
1: okay that's actually that's actually a, a literary device, isn't
0: it? You're welcome. Yeah. Dear listener. So we're gonna start with again, we're gonna take a look at who's like who is Santa Claus. Where yeah. did Santa Claus come from, and specifically, who is this person of Saint Nicholas that of world renown?
1: Yeah, and for so this is our obviously our Christmas special. This yes, is supposed to be a little lighthearted. Yes, that's right. Uh, after all the intense topics we've covered, and also, um, should we should we expect that some people who are listening, Yon, know, may not even know or have known that Santa has a derivative uh, ancestor beginning that's true yeah Yeah.
0: there is um, Yeah, I mean I guess we assume that lots of people connect Saint Nicholas to Santa Claus and that that naturally occurs but we're going to tell you how that emerged and I guess why it's important for our consideration of what what and how to handle uh, the Christmas season um, in terms of Santa Claus because as if you've obviously if you've been anywhere in modern America you will have seen Santa Claus everywhere. You can either take your kids and they can go sit on his lap. Even my chiropractor had a Christmas party and there was Mrs. Claus and Santa Claus Aww. and we got took up my kids with no interest in sitting on their lap but <laughs> um but they're everywhere, right? And so a lot of great uh, Christmas stories, great Christmas movies that involve them So um let's talk a little bit about Saint Nicholas and The origins of santa claus that might help our conversation so if you're
1: if this like i said you may not know that before santa claus was santa claus here in our american culture he was someone completely different so santa claus right the fantasy character actually emerged from a real person
0: yes and that real person commonly referred to as saint nicholas now it's pretty interesting because St. Nicholas, um, this is a lot. Of, we're going to do some history, but it's fun history because, yeah. like, the, the the myths and the truths and stuff are pretty are pretty fun. Um, but if you're a history buff, you'll, you'll like this. Even if you don't, you're not a history buff, this is pretty fun. So um, the only thing we know about St. Nicholas generally is that the one scholar is quoted as saying, we can grant a bishop of that name who had a great impact on his homeland. Hmm. We can also accept December 6th as a day of his death and burial. These are all the facts we can hold hold wow. to. Further, we cannot go. So, literally, the idea of Saint Nicholas is: we know that it was he was a bishop, and he was born, or sorry, he was died on December sixth, and that's when he was buried. He made an impact on his homeland, and that's all the historical fact we can wow. say is true. Wow! So, but he was,
1: but he is a thing. But he he's is, a thing; he's, he's a, a real person. person. Yep, yeah. yep, and, and a so, real
0: bishop, and a real bishop. And so, this guy, Saint Nicholas, born in eighty to eighty, so. He's old. Um, oh, and AD, 280. AD to AD oh, two eighty. Yeah, 80 to 80. Like that. 80. That So cool. Yeah, I mean, he was born in the future. <laughs> He's the real Santa Claus. Um, he became a bishop of Myra, which is in Asia Minor, oh, modern yeah. day Turkey. Yep. Um, and it seems that he died about on three forty three on or near December sixth. Okay. So there's no record of his existence attested in any document until the 6th century. Wow. So that's a long, long so time. So hundreds of years Couple after hundred he years. passed away Correct. Is, is, is when he started to turn up. Yep. And he's already famous. He was already famous by that time. Um, like people, Emperor Justinian of the, the Roman or Byzantine Empire dedicated a church to him in Constantinople. Wow. Um, and I mean, an interesting fact is that Nicholas was represented by medieval artists more than any other saint except for Mary. Wow. So is,
1: how is it possible? Yeah. I know you don't have the answer to this question, but it's fascinating that someone is depicted by artists more than anyone other than Mother, the Virgin Mary, right? right. And somehow beyond that, <laughs> there's almost no historical record.
0: Right, yeah. Wow. It, it's pretty shocking. And, and the idea, and this, he's kind of known as, obviously if you know how you get become like a saint in the Catholic Church, you, know, you got to do like some validated miracles and stuff, but he's kind of known as being reputed, a reputed, his reputation being a wonder worker, um, so there's hmm. some some myths that kind of go along with him that are pretty pretty fun and pretty crazy, uh, but his wonder working miracle power going all over, doing some incredible things. Um, so this is a myth. Well, like these, the are, mag- these are these people pr- are perceived that these are myths. Oh, yeah. Okay. Um, right. So, I mean, there's literally no way to validate. What <laughs> right. right. <laughs> In our paradigm, these things could potentially yeah. happen, but did they happen? Who right. knows? Um, so a couple of these like pretty. Sh- uh, shocking uh, myths include um, the fact that he, as an infant, he nursed only two days and fasted the other five days. <laughs> <laughs> so,
1: you know, this whole time you've been telling people that about yourself. Mm-hmm. I thought you came up with that. I know.
0: Your own. It's, it turns out you
1: borrowed it from St. Nicholas. Yeah. What's funny is my, son, my
0: son's name is Caius, and I sing a song, <laughs> Caius, Caius, you're so pious, because that's the only word I can think that rhymes. <laughs> right. And now I'm like, well, compared to St. Nicholas, you're not very pious. No. You don't uh, fast five days a week.
1: <laughs> he nursed only two days a week. <laughs> so That is hilarious. That's pretty funny.
0: Um, the, the other one is that he, this is kind of, this is crazy, but they say he resurrected three children who had been butchered, and placed in brine to be sold as pork by the butcher during a severe famine. <laughs> oh, my gosh. So he found them. raised them up. Raised them from the dead, put them <laughs> back together. Them. Yeah, <laughs> so
1: Some assembly
0: required. Right. Which is funny because they said that's one of the things that gets represented in all the paintings is that oh, he's there oh. and there's like some three like, um, you know, naked kids are in like this big wooden vat. Right. <laughs> and so it's like that's oh one of the gosh. things that you can see of, of the paintings that r- represents wow. this. yeah um, and then other less exciting things like he calmed a storm with his words by saving the ship he was on. Wow, yeah. I can't I can't help but notice in
1: those descriptions that you just gave of these myths, he is he is fasting. There's he has healing power for resurrection, hmm. and also calming storms with his words. Doesn't, Doesn't mean, sound like anybody I've no, ever I mean, heard of. I wonder where those
0: stories came from. Yeah, I mean, there's no record of Jesus fasting for five days. So as an infant. Yeah. So clearly. Yeah. St. Francis, got five it on. times eight. Yep. So we got myths. Those are some of the those some of the myths that go that's on. Yeah. There's an idea of truth. There's some quote unquote. We'll say truth. or Here's some of the things that say, well, these could be true. Right. Um. He's kind of known as this defender of orthodoxy because he was present at the Council of Nicaea.
1: I think that's cool. That's yeah. a really cool um part of that that char- or that uh, historical yep record.
0: He's listed on one of the longer documents of his name being. They actually counted like by attendee, by the number in which they arrived or something. I think Uh he was like number 157. It's irrelevant. That's cool. um, But during the Council of Nicaea, it is rumored that he slapped an Arian theologian during the debates for their heresy and that he was subsequently defrocked, which means he lost his bishophood. But while he was being (laughs) defrocked, both Jesus and Mary appeared to the authorities and they reversed their decision. So he had some divine intervention and this is considered a, the truth. This is right. Yeah. That's awesome. So, you know, when he got in trouble, both Jesus and Mary yeah, showed up. Yeah, they just so. slapped down a little yeah. shake shakedown. And so essentially you can just go slapping heretics. Um, Other things, he saved three wrongly convicted soldiers from execution by publicly exposing the corruption that led to their conviction. That was a uh, one he's famous for. Um, and then this is kind of where we get into the Santa Claus type stuff. He was a generous gift giver. They think he was born into a very rich family um, and that he um, he saved three girls from being forced into prostitution uh, by dropping bags of gold through their father's roof to pay for their dowries.
1: Now we're getting warmer.
0: Yes, exactly. Yep. And so, you know, as soon as that father would marry one of their daughters off, the rumor was he would show back up and drop it down. And apparently they caught him or he got caught the third time, but he didn't want anyone to know. So, cool. And then uh, some truth things that are actually true. He became the patron saint of Moscow, the city of Moscow, of children, of sailors. Again, these are some, you can see where the myths show up, yep. patron saint of children, where he saved the children, sailors, um, unmarried girls, mm. merchants, brewers, Ooh. ironically, and pawnbrokers <laughs> of all wow. things. So, so if you're a pawnbroker and you're looking for your patron saint to pray to for prosperity and things, St. Francis is your man. So- saint francis is that what i said yeah you saint probably, Nicholas. yeah you probably seen <laughs> saint, saint nicholas yeah have i been saying that the whole no, time no you haven't where's jesus and mary showing up to correct me on this worldwide podcast <laughs> to defend I'm here saint for. nicholas's honor oh, that's that's you. I'm here for. uh yeah so that's kind of like the 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 myth the man the myth the so legend how is how is saint nicholas and in uh, based on your research how was saint nicholas and christmas kind of come together yeah um so again, as we said, he was known as a great gift giver, very generous, as evidenced by his dropping gold, mm-hmm. bags of gold coins into the man's house. And um, kind of in honor of St. Saint, Nicol- saint Nicholas, the gift giver, Christians began to celebrate December 6th, which was the day that he died, um, as his feast day by oh. giving presents away. Okay, so yeah. in some way, gift giving on
1: December 6th is honoring the gift giver,
0: the yes, saint. It, yeah, it's a reflective yeah. of his generosity, yeah. yeah. Um, Which is pretty funny because, you know, historically, I mean, it's the same it is today because good boys and girls get presents, right? We all know that. You get on on Santa's naughty, St. Nicholas's good list, um, and you get good things. But bad boys and girls who were on the naughty list, there was some pretty funny um, traditions and beliefs that they held to keep kids in line. Really? All the
1: way back then,
0: huh? Yeah, all the way back then. And uh, evidently in Germany, St. Nicholas would go around and give... Good boys and girls, great presents. But for the bad boys and girls, he was accompanied by his farmhand Ruprecht, who threatened to eat the misbehaving children. Oh,
1: so so I like that behavior modification. I feel as f- though fear and yeah, horror. I feel like that's fear very and effective. terror. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, in Switzerland, they, I mean, Santa Claus would put wicked children in a sack and bring <laughs> S- them back to the Black Forest. It's not
1: Santa Claus. Oh, sorry, Saint, Saint Nicholas.
0: I've <laughs> 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 <to> ruined this. <laughs> St. Nicholas's would put wicked children yeah. in a sack. So these are traditional kind of storylines uh, yeah. that
1: were used in Germany and Switzerland. That's <laughs> right. right. So the good boys got presents, and then they would yep. say things
0: like, you've been bad, you better yep. You better watch it, because St. Nicholas is going to come. Abducted and, in a sack right. and taken to the Black Forest. <laughs> the Netherlands, the St. Nicholas's helper would tie them in a sack and bring them back to Spain. Evidently, that's oh, where St. Nicholas was from, Spain. Yeah. And then... In Austria, the priest would dress up in Christmas garb and visit the homes of naughty children and threaten them <laughs> with rod beatings. <laughs> oh my gosh. So, I mean, it's was it? It's Austria's CPS. Yeah, I mean, I feel like that's one of the. <laughs> if you work for CPS, I, yeah, don't, I mean, I, I feel I don't, like what, I don't mean that. Right? I mean, like that's one of the. I mean, imagine we got to do that. Right? Yeah. As pastors who go from house to house oh, and threaten man. kids with rod beatings. So oh boy. Um, so that's kind of how the you know the gift giving Saint Nicholas thing kind of came about. Is again December sixth his 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 anniversary of his death. People are giving gifts, and then you know Luther the reformer came yeah, along they and kind of really ruined th- everything.
1: Yeah, they wouldn't. You would you would imagine the reformers along, led by Luther probably wouldn't make much room for
0: Saint Nicholas, yeah. right? Yeah, he had no business with Saints Day. Primarily, also because of you know the a big dose of moralism as we just described. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so he actually replaced St. Nicholas Day with Christ Child huh. or Christ Kindle. Oh, yeah. Which ironically... Get Chris, King, yes, Chris Ironically yeah. is now we refer to Santa Claus. So Luther's efforts to replace oh. St. Nicholas with Jesus were then reversed. And now we re- refer to Santa, Santa Claus <laughs> as Chris Kringle. Kringle. So, That's so funny. So, yeah. So Luther tried to change Interesting. it. Yeah. And then... We get to, okay, well, how do you get from St. Nicholas to Santa Claus? Right. Right. And really kind of as we kind of go through history, the cult of St. Nicholas, you know, Luther kind of purged um, the whole, you know, the, the world of Protestant Europe of St. Nicholas and the whole idea, um, except for the Netherlands, mm. right? The Netherlands kind of kept it alive. Now, the Puritans, God bless those more, those very legalistic people, the Puritans, um, they did away with St. Nicholas and banned Christmas altogether. Um, but the Dutch, who came to the, the United States, held on to their tradition and brought it with them to the New World. Interesting. So the, a,
1: so the Dutch are the ones who brought Christmas to that's the right. uh, Am- Americas? That's
0: right, yeah. Huh. And they called this person Sinterklaas, who would ride a horse and is accompanied by his helper um, Zwart Piet, which was... Um, Translated Black Pete. Wow! And so, some people consider Black Pete a racist stereotype. Some people say he's just went down the chimney, so his face is all black. Yeah. So, I mean, if we're in a charitable mood, we'll just say that's what yeah, we would describe. But, um, but he would ride around, giving gifts around, and um, and then ultimately, you know, Santa Claus became Santa as we know it back in 1823. Was twas the night before Christmas, and that's kind of the very that poem. Was kind of the first time that Santa Claus, or that kind of, emerged into um, modern day Santa Claus. So, wow! So, um, how much then of what
1: we know of the transformation of Saint Nicholas into Santa Claus has
0: to do with gift giving? Yeah, I mean it's a it, it's a primary thing that he's known for, other than being the miracle worker of all yeah. things. But yeah, I mean the idea that he was the gift giver and he would. He was very generous. Um, and then, yeah, that's kind of the the whole, the the thread that kind of goes through, whether it be, you know, Germany, Switzerland, the Netherlands, Puritans, right. New World. It's, he went around giving gifts. And, and that's then it's the,
1: imported yeah. here and kind of, you can see this, two things that they that, that are picked up on in terms of our modern tradition. And that is that we have a magical gift giver. Right, yeah. That kind of comes to shape in the minds of the American culture. And, yep. And so on. So, um, and, and, and we've, you know, like every parent, uh, we, we were also, when we were, um, starting a family, Raquel and I were faced with, um, you know, the challenge of having our most sacred holiday, the birth of Jesus be really absorbed or displaced by the American Christmas. Right. And so, um, We were trying to make some decisions as very young parents relative to what are we going to do with our kids during the Christmas season? Is there anything wrong with celebrating Santa? We don't think so, and we didn't think so. Um, We don't um, believe that there's anything inherently um, uh, non-Christian or, um, uh, I guess you could say, um, secular or, not secular is not the right word because it's definitely secular. Um, Anti-Christian? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I wouldn't necessarily. Oh, oh, maybe categorized as, you know, evil and and. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, so we had to we had to kind of process through how are we going to approach Santa because we know that the magical gift giver is the real mm. um, joy of the little child, right? right? Yeah. So you know, if we're trying to raise our children and we're trying to say to them Christmas is the birth of the rescuing Savior, the Son of God, the reason for the season, if Christmas is the center of the holiday that we're celebrating, Christmas, how are we going to teach that and let our child's heart be captured by the magical gift giver? Right, yeah. Um, And so what we decided was uh, that we were not going to be able to keep Christ as the meaning the purpose and the center of the Christmas holiday, if we had an unfiltered um, and all-in um, kind of um, abundance of Santa Claus, right. so we're in the culture. Uh, we don't believe we, we have we didn't believe we have to protect our kids from Santa Claus, um, but what we decided in our own home with our own kids kids was that we had to prioritize one over the other so what we decided to do was do two things we prioritized and minimized so we prioritized christmas as the birth of the christ and we minimized christmas as a holiday of santa so we did not uh, we we opted we elected um not to feed the kids all the fantasy and all the fun of Santa Claus, uh, take them to Santa, help them to see, talk to, and hope in Santa. Right. So mm-hmm. so we did not condemn it. We did not really say anything about Santa. Um, and the only thing I remember being very, very... Um, clear on relative to Santa was trying to remind our kids on a regular basis to say nothing to their friends right. about don't ruin your the, the family view of saying right. yeah, don't don't ruin your your friends don't paint mom and dad as zealots
0: okay that's right that's, that's right yeah. so so what we did was prioritize and minimize yeah. it right? is pretty interesting when you think of the anticipation when you get into like the advent season right and you get into like the history of okay well the Jewish people are living with such anticipation of the arrival yeah. of the Messiah and then the advent you leading up to the, mm-hmm. and when you parallel that with the anticipation yeah. of Santa Claus arriving, right? I mean, this is a scene of elf where Will Ferrell's like Santa's coming. yeah You know, he's like, so I know, yeah, him. I know him. And he's like, so excited that Santa the arrival of Santa. Um, yeah. It's hard to, it's hard to celebrate both of them at the same time. saying we're both equally anticipating both of these people's arrival uh, for you know, it just it seems hard to in a the, the brain of a child, the mind of a child. How do you yeah? How do you keep those on level playing field? You,
1: you just said it. You just said it exactly how we think of it and how we thought of it, which is nothing wrong with Santa. Everything's right with Christ, the Christ child. Right. Uh, we did not believe and still don't believe that we were we were going to be able to put both of them equally as valuable and cherished and anticipated in the heart of our little child. We believe yep. that the hope, anticipation, joy and desire for Santa would absolutely be uh, would be absolutely overwhelming for the little right. for the little heart. Yep. So what we did was pump them up with Jesus, pump them up with all of the advent of expecting the savior. Obviously they're immersed in the church culture, we sing about Jesus, you know, all of Christmas is about um Jesus's arrival and what that means to them and what it means to us and then we had to deal with one glitch in the matrix and that is that uh, our kids in participating in the culture, school, friends, other places, they had questions about sure, Santa yeah. right mm-hmm. so they're they're not learning all this in a vacuum they're, um, certainly exposed to all the celebration around and anticipation of santa so so what we did was we described santa as saint nicholas Mm -hmm. and that saint nicholas uh, was a gift-giving missionary who was a bishop in um, kind of the northern european uh, area right and that he was well known for his generosity that he brought joy to kids by his giving. We picked up on some of what you were describing there, the Sinterklaas that came from the Dutch. And that St. Nicholas was um, famously generous. And so when we think of Santa Claus, we're telling our kids, we think of St. Nicholas who was generous and was a uh, kind of a forerunner Mm -hmm. or a foreshadowing of the ultimate generous gift giver who was God. So we connected Santa Claus to saint nicholas and then saint nicholas we we connected to uh, as kind of a foreshadowing figure of who jesus is as as a generous gift given by quote-unquote a magical god or a or a um you know all-knowing supernatural god so we made those connections to saint nicholas so that we could say yeah we're good with santa yeah it's saint nick and um you know we actually didn't uh, the chris kringle only showed up in Christmas specials or movies, you know, modern right, yeah. movies, but, um, yep. so that's, so that's how we not navigated. What do we do with Santa? And I think it makes a lot of sense. It's very difficult. And I don't think in my personal opinion, it's, it's, um, counterproductive to condemn things, traditions that our culture sure, enjoys yeah. very counterproductive, right? Uh, we want our kids to be in the culture and navigate it. Not, um, what's the word? Not not separate from sure, or not yeah. not separate but outside our culture yeah. throwing stones and mm-hmm. condemning it right or not above our culture right yeah. right yeah so um you know if you ask my kids at their um at their ages of maturity that they're at now uh i don't know i don't anticipate that they would tell you that they have some uh scarring from <laughs> from uh, not not celebrating yeah. santa claus and Uh, But anytime that they were in a classroom or within among my family um, and Santa made an appearance, they would participate. But in our home on a regular basis for weeks at a time, we were um, St. Nicholas and Jesus, St. Nicholas and Jesus. So my wife, you know, she's a teacher. She would she had uh, a couple of go to books that would help uh, read through the St. Nicholas story. And and so um, let's just say maybe I could think of it this way. We immunized them against the Ooh. infection of materialistic magical gift-giving mm. character. Wow. Yeah, really. You know, but I guess that's also condemning him as a disease, isn't it?
0: Santa Claus? Yeah, yeah I mean Yeah, I don't mean to do that. <laughs> <laughs> Strike that uh, illustration if you would. <laughs> yes, just ignore the last 30 seconds of that's this right. podcast and um the irony is is that um it's also very the real the, on a practical level it's just really hard to commit to the lie for that long and to really make it Yeah, like I don't, the idea that santa claus is i'm like how do i do that for like yeah. 10 years
1: yeah i used to have parents that would ask me when i was of course we were youth pastoring and we were very young and we were when we started our family i was you know we were early 20s and every now and then a parent would say to me you know how can you deal with your child's disappointment and not believing in Santa? And right. I say, I just think of sparing them the disappointment of telling them Santa's
0: a fake. Right. Yeah. It's a, it's a total, yeah. you know, this thing we've been telling you about for 10 yeah, years. Exactly. It's all a farce. Yeah. yeah, exactly. So, and God forbid they believe it into like they're 12 or 13 right. year old. and You're like, Oh, right. I've made a fool. Of we used child. to give the we used to give our kids.
1: I remember this pretty vividly. Raquel would always wrap up one of the stack of gifts from the family would be from Santa. Mm. And the idea, of course, now you might say, well, that's kind of weird. So you're not teaching Santa. You're not really engaging the Santa culture and tradition here in the United States. And yet you're doing a Santa gift. That would make sense to me. But it was kind of like a Santa wink. Like we would give them a gift with a wink like this is from
0: Santa. It was always the worst gift too. you. are like, see, see, no point in believing in Santa Claus. Yeah, Saint loser. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. He actually took money away from you and said, you owe me $5. That's
1: right. So that was um, so that was the way that we had and would approach. Um, and again, I should I should repeat this. I, I pastor a church, and a lot of my church family who I love listen to this, and they need to hear this very clearly. We don't have any harsh, condemning uh, opinions about anybody or right. judgmental view of anybody who observes Santa. Correct on a very realistic term or very realistic um, level we couldn't figure out how to elevate right. both of them I or know. or to elevate christ in the middle of the hearts of the kids leaping towards the hope and joy and and uh, mm-hmm. um you know belief in santa now i think i mean we might have to do next year we might have to do a podcast on elf on the shelf because you talk about you know tradition christmas tradition
0: what is that i don't i mean i know that there's like they put an elf on a shelf i don't know the specifics it's brilliant of it, you know brilliant i don't know how
1: else to put it <laughs> yeah i don't know how else to put it yeah i, I would kind of i'd have to
0: does the elf be, eat you if you're naughty like santa elf. like saint yes. nicholas
1: and the elf has um the elf has tr- um chimney ashes on its face Oh,
0: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well there you go well you're welcome america in world, I know we got people who listen all around the world, which is pretty cool. So I, it is pretty interesting when you think of what the you know the Christmas tradition is globally and how they sing Santa yeah. Claus is. What we do in the United States is very different and unique to compare to other people around the world. So, um, the next question is that we have to solve for people: is how do we help people have the best Christmas ever? And that is through our personal preference conversation of. What's your Christmas, I guess, entertainment category of choice? Would you prefer, are you a classic Christmas person, i.e. things like It's a Wonderful Life, Miracle on 34th Street, Christmas Carol, that kind of stuff? Is that what you love and your go-to tradition, maybe? Or are you a Christmas specials person, i.e. like Charlie Brown Christmas, Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer, something like The Christmas Story on Christmas Day where they just play it all day, every day? Uh, It's kind of like a Christmas special. Or are you kind of more into the modern Christmas movie? Are you uh, an elf? Maybe like Christmas Vacation, Polar Express, kind of a more modern uh, Christmas movie. Yeah.
1: Do you have a Hallmark holiday Christmas category?
0: (laughs) That would, I think, classify as the Christmas toilet category. Oh, man. Hey. I don't know. I've never watched a Christmas
1: Hallmark movie, but. Listen, you only have to watch I, one. Yeah, evidently, yes, and you will have seen They're them all up. the same. And um, you can send the hate mail to yeah, send it to your own way. Yeah, like bring it. That's a good question. So we got three categories: Christmas classics, you
0: said, and then Christmas specials, and what's the other one? Modern Christmas, okay. like such as Elf, yeah, Christmas the, Vacation, right? That kind of stuff. The recent movies. Okay. Yeah.
1: yeah. Um, my preference. Now, I, I. I actually draft a lot of the cheer I get around Christmas I'm drafting off of my wife uh who is uh, all in on the whole Christmas season loves it. Yeah, you're like um, Christmas tree the day of yes. Thanksgiving, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, we have like a thank Thanksgiving tree and then she converts it shortly after Thanksgiving. We we uh convert it into a Christmas tree but um and and then that really includes a lot of the great classics that she loves um and then, you know, the the category that you did not uh, add to this list, she also enjoys. So, what? I draft a lot of the excitement—the oh, hallmark. hallmark one. Yeah, okay. So, I draft from her a lot, um, and I happen to be a big fan of movies like *Christmas Vacation* and *Elf* and *Polar Express* and a lot of the modern ones. Actually, the, the, the *Santa Claus* too with uh, Tim Allen is mm. pretty entertaining. Um, but I think I'm going to answer this question this way: my preferences for the Christmas specials, and I don't have any doubt why. Certainly isn't because of their um, high level of production and their the acting what? and the voice over like and the claymation, yeah. Like. <laughs> Actually, the Charlie Brown special, uh, man, the, that Vince Guaraldi uh, Christmas album oh, yeah. of all that Charlie mm-hmm. Brown Christmas music, phenomenal, absolutely phenomenal. Um, and then you got the Rudolph. The Christmas Christmas Story is kind of a fun old classic movie that just runs over and over. I, I would say i would choose my preferences for christmas specials because there is a lot of my childhood attached to that Mm. just a lot of young excitement and the whole season of the the days are short and you know back in the day uh when i was a child the days are short it would press us inside the house and then we would watch those three network channels right that's right and they would show a special and then you'd have that like word special and it's multicolored, and it would spin around (laughs) And then when it stops, it starts the Christmas yeah. special, and you then could, you get, you know, yeah. you you'd get Charlie Brown, and yeah. you'd
0: get. Um, you didn't then, have forty-five channels to choose from, no, right? You just exactly. have all these streaming services. You're yep. watching. Your yep. Tube TV. Yeah. Right,
1: and then we would literally in the in the Christmas season, in the winter, with those long dark nights, or I should say short days and early nights. A part of my childhood memory, fond childhood memory of growing up during the Christmas season, is those Christmas specials. Hmm. Yeah. And now I will, I will, I will admit when I watch them now, I'm not as impressed with right. uh, everything, the storyline and everything else. But <laughs> but Charlie Brown Christmas is classic. I mean that that's something yeah. that I think every human being, uh, you know, would be delighted to see or at least
0: uh, be exposed to. But that'd be my choice Christmas specials. What about you? Uh, well, I haven't even seen It's a Wonderful Life. I haven't seen mm. a Miracle on 34th Street. I don't think I. So, uh, Christmas classics are not my thing, which my wife does not appreciate about Ooh. me. Um, Christmas special is not not really my thing either. I mean, yeah, Charlie Brown's cool, um, but I'm more of a modern Christmas movie person, I guess. Do I mean, you my, have a favorite Christmas movie? My daughter is obsessed with Elf right now, and oh, she just wants yeah. to watch it over and over and over again. But we watch like my brother in law comes we. We, we usually spend vacation with him, and we watch like home alone and Christmas vacation on Christmas Day and stuff like that. so <laughs> um which you hate home alone by the way, is that correct? that uh, now
1: I've actually never watched it, but no. there's a reason why I don't watch it. That whole slapstick same thing over and over and over again, you know, I just just yeah. not a fan, not a fan. I also don't like chases in movies, no, and so many movies are like seventy five percent chase, mm. not a fan, Whoa. not a fan so. Yeah, I wouldn't. I would That movie, uh, Home Alone, would not appeal to me. It's a child's movie anyway.
0: Yeah, I mean, the child a is remake. getting the last laugh, yeah, and everybody's,
1: yeah. you know, like pulling for the kid, and yeah. he's got some goofball, stew nod, yeah. you know, uh, villains who are getting what's coming to them by the, the kids getting the last laugh. I can appreciate that, but I don't need to watch it for an hour and a half. Yeah, it's
0: just not very plausible, which is yeah. an interesting <laughs> thing to say around Christmas movies, but, <laughs> you know, it's, yeah. it's not like it's yeah. a mythical world, though. Yeah, it's, like, yeah, it's true. Yeah. So. Um, so there you go. Um, if you want to have a very Merry Christmas, stay away from the Christmas classics because neither of us like those. Um, if you like Christmas classics, send your hate mail. Um, send it via probably write us a letter and send it because that's probably Ooh, the. That. And you can just uh, self uh, send a self-addressed
1: uh, envelope to yeah. the North Pole. That's right and uh, address it to salted podcast
0: Christmas edition and we'll be sure to get right back to you ASAP so um, thanks for joining us and thanks for another I mean we don't we probably shouldn't mention years and stuff but we're like a little over a year into this whole podcasting thing and so this is episode 20 so thanks for sticking with us if you've been with us for a long time maybe you're new go like subscribe share with your friends family and uh, hope you have a I mean, great Christmas if you're listening to this at Christmas. But if you're listening to this in January, <laughs> hope you have a great Christmas in 12 months. God <laughs> <Yeah, absolutely>. willing. <laughs> yep. Thanks so much for checking out the Salted Podcast. You can find other episodes and topics on SoundCloud, Spotify, and Apple Podcast. Make sure you click follow so you'll get notifications whenever new episodes come out. Thanks for listening.